Welcome to 12 Days of COP. I'm your host, Andrea Edwards, and we are in Pakistan today with the very lovely and inspiring Sadaf Khalid. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for inviting me to your uh, discussion and your interview today. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy to because I think, you know, this is the contribution I can make to support the amazing work the whole team has done. So you're the global coordinator for Rethinking Choices in COP28. So you're running this show. So let's kick off with some background and we're going to do it a little bit differently today. You've got a presentation for us. So thank you so much for inviting me today. Um, uh, and I'm Sadaf Khalid. I'm based in Islamabad, Pakistan. I'm the global coordinator for the It's For You campaign that we are running virtually for the COP28, uh, which is happening from 1st to 12th December. Uh, for people who don't know what COP is, it's Conference of the Parties. It's an environment conference which happens every year in different countries. And this year, uh, it's happening in Dubai, UAE. That's a, a brief professional background. So basically, I'm from the tourism and hospitality industry uh, from Pakistan. I've been working in different organizations. I'm an entrepreneur business as well. I own my own resort called the Walnut Heights as well. Uh, I'm also uh, working as a global ambassador for tourism for the Commonwealth Entrepreneurship Club in the UK as well. How I ended up in sustainability and uh, environment, uh, I'll share my story later, but I worked as the CEO for this SDGs Academy in Pakistan as well. And uh, currently I'm running, as I mentioned, I'm the global coordinator for It's For You campaign, which we are running. Our event is a virtual one for COP28. So now I'll come to my uh, first participation in a COP, uh, which happened uh, COP26, which was in Glasgow in UK. That was a great learning experience. Uh, these are just, just a few of my pictures that I wanted the viewers to see, uh, how interesting they've made even these from the fresh plants, because we're talking about environment and climate. That was an interesting uh, capture that I took there while I was there. So this was the picture that I really, I don't know why I was just walking down the streets of Glasgow going to the green zone for my talks over there. So I saw this picture, funny picture, where some artists must have put it down, Greta Thunberg and all the leaders and calling them the 40 Club Band for Climate Change. This was just an interesting picture, which I thought I'll share. Uh, this was also, uh, this was really interesting. Uh, all the leaders, it was a protest going on in George Squares in Glasgow. And I was just uh, blogging for my online uh, viewers for that conference. And I saw all these leaders, um, you know, they've tied up to a chain and they're like crying for climate change. India is the biggest polluter. Trump was also there. So it was quite mm -hmm. interesting to see this protest going on. I don't know whether such protest can happen, be allowed in Dubai, but that was Glasgow in UK. And uh, that's what it was like, quite interesting to capture that. So I just wanted to share this also. And they're calling them crim climate criminals, you know. Yeah. We're yes. here, Russia is there, you know, China is there. China didn't even participate, I think, uh, in the last COP26, if I recall. So that was quite interesting, the effort that they have put. Uh, so, yeah, so I'll now start. I'm, um, I was a member of the Rotary Club of Nottingham in UK. Uh, for people who don't know, uh, Rotary International is a huge network globally. Uh, and I would request people who are passionate about climate change, they have a club for young people, which is called the Rotrack. And for uh, about when you're 30, 40 plus, you can join the main Rotary clubs. 
And the picture I really put is that if you see that there's a tree, there's a young uh, children and they're planting this tree uh, uh, and they've put their logos in there. So uh, that's the start um, of Rotary Club um, introduction. So this was the project that I did there uh, for Christmas trees recycling. It was a very interesting project which we did with our Rotary Club of Nottingham. And the reason I wanted to share that, you know, uh, all over the world, you know, Christmas is celebrating. And I know that so many people are uh, buying ex expensive Christmas trees and putting them. And then I don't know where those these Christmas trees go. So what we did was that uh, with the Nottingham uh, Hospital Charity, uh, we uh, they contacted us and we picked all the Christmas trees uh, in different locations for three days. And the, the, all the money that is being collected goes to the uh, Nottingham Charity Hospital. So that was a great project, which I wanted to share with the viewers, which you can do if you're a member of the Rotary or even individually you can do as. These are some our Rotary Club uh, members volunteering um, for this uh, campaign that we did. So what they did was that, uh, as I mentioned, um, they, uh, with the help of this charity, they are uh, connecting Anvil, a Christmas tree collection for the recycling scheme. So that's me in the picture with my friend. It was like freezing cold and the motivation behind which was minus three, I think. Uh, it started spring also, but we still like we did it and it was like great fun. <laughs> <laughs> so this was what we did. Then we did another project because I had recently come after COP26 and all my members, I had recently joined the Rotary Club and I said, let's do some garbage picking lecture day and we have a team. And so it was a fun activity that we created with our team members, basically in Rotary uh, members, they're all retired, uh, nice professionals. And uh, they, if you bring in an idea, what I'm saying is that they will support you. So this is one activity that we did around there uh, with our Rotary Club members and uh, we collected garbage and um, it was fun activity that we did. So I just wanted to share this as well, that if you have ideas, uh, they'll promote you and um, they will like um, say that, oh, let's do it. So there's another yeah, piece. Yeah. I just wanted to add, I, I, I'm extremely impressed with Rotary Worldwide and what they're doing. There's some real momentum there and that commitment to sustainability was really it was about a couple of years ago when when it when it sort of changed its sort of thinking. So um, yeah, so great, really, really awesome to see the work you've been doing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. So I, I, my presentation, well, I won't talk that much. It's a quick presentation, but it's just said better than talking to you know to show people you know through pictures so that you know it's more uh, interesting. So this Absolutely. was a tree plantation uh, project we did. I organized a Silk Road Summit during COVID, uh, which Inger met, um, as you know, she was also part of it. So we took all this. So Gavadar is like the, uh, from Karachi, it's like an eight hours drive. It's the new upcoming uh, China-Pakistan economic corridor project, which we call the CPAC. And I just got this idea that during the conference, why don't we just take trees and plant them there? So this was that we did some tree plantation there in Gavadru. And um, whenever I do some projects like tree plantation, I always like uh, search for some interesting quotes. And I just had an idea that, you know, you can just name he or she who plants a tree plants a hope. So that's like an interesting thing. And then when the tree grows, you can see those who planted the trees with the sign. And this quote also I really like. I always use it like, life without love is like a tree without blossoms of fruit. 
So these are all my friends. This is one of my friends. She came all the way from UK for this conference for Zana. Uh, she also participated uh, in this uh, tree plantation project. So, oh, so now this is very close to my heart, which I wanted to share. And uh, this was like, I was just traveling from uh, fam- visiting my family last year in August. Um, and we have this resort uh, up, as I mentioned earlier. And suddenly I was caught up in this uh, picture that you see, massive floods. And exactly in 2010, floods came in Pakistan. A lot of destruction, a lot of infrastructure was damaged. And exactly after 10 years, last this picture is from last year. And the reason that we're having these floods frequently is the massive deforestation up in these areas. Uh, uh, the, the governments, they're not interested. There's poverty. We don't have alternate energy. So it's like quite scary. And this is the, the, the high floods. If you see in this picture here, this is the hydro um, project which gives electricity, but it's not enough there. So this was quite an ex- ex- like experience which I went through myself. This was like the Kalam River. This is, was high flood. I saw this is the picture that I took basically on my phone. I haven't Googled it, by the way. I saw these scenes from my own eyes, all these buildings mm. collapsing. And then I was we were rescued in a helicopter. And in the end, I would like to end my presentation. This is my one of my favorite quote that I say, the journey of a thousand mi- miles begun with a single step. If you want to change yeah. in the world, thank you so much. Yeah. So those um, floods in Pakistan, I'll, I'll just I'll make it bigger so we can see you. Um, that was from a glacial lake outburst. That was the main cause of it, right? Uh, well, it's not that. So basically in that terrain, uh, we have, as I said, this massive deforestation going on because okay. the poverty level is so low. The survival, because it's a full year, we get snow. It's minus 15, minus 20. And those people, they can't uh, mitigate or come to the city. So they're there around the year. So they don't have power. They cut the trees. They survive on that. They are cooking their food on it. They're uh, using it as a heating for themselves. They, and they uh, that's their survival. So yeah. since like I've grown up in that area, like I go... Like since 91, I'm visiting that area. I am into hiking and camping. All those beautiful terrains when I used to hike, when you go now, there's like you don't see any trees there. So that's also, wow. I think, one of the reasons that we're getting these frequent floods. And as climate change, as you said, that glaciers, outbursts, uh, I started like I've done sustainable development conference in those areas. I took the media in my capacity, what I could do and raise the voice because uh, as you know, Pakistan has challenges and uh, they're not interested. So, but, you know, I tried my best, but floods are coming. It's everywhere. It's not in Pakistan. You know, you see globally, uh, look at the hurricanes, typhoons coming in Vietnam this year. Uh, look at the the wildfires in Greece that happened this year. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's a lot happening around the globe. Yeah, and especially, you know, right now watching the heat rolling through from South America to Australia and soon, Across the Asia Pacific and and Africa, we're going to be seeing the heat extremes hit from from February, basically. So I'm quite concerned. So if you could if you could give me a moment in time where something happened or somebody said something where you started to realize that you needed to become or not not realize that you wanted to be part of the solution. Do you, do you remember what that moment was? Uh, sorry, so what you're asking is that if somebody mentioned and I mentioned or advised that just, this should just be a, done? Just, 
just that moment for you when you became a climate activist, you know, when you realised that we had a big problem. Do you, do you remember so a moment? Like, yeah, so this was, this was the one that I personally experienced last year. And 2010 was the eye-opener where my mom was all alone in this area and uh, she, but that was the like massive floods. And then I like, I was so scared that I could have lost my mom, my family. She yeah. was stranded there and we were in the city and she was rescued by helicopter after five days. Uh, that was an eye opener for me when I started into and seeing what sustainable development goals are, what the challenges. How can I raise my voice? At least even if talking about it, maybe somebody will hear my voice, you know. Yeah. And now yeah. things have changed. Uh, I don't know how much you follow Pakistan, but there's so many youth networks have come up. They've created platforms. Mobilization has started. They've taken started interest in it. They know climate change is there. They need to do something. So maybe mm -hmm. I think that when I started working on these projects, they didn't even know what SDGs are, what sustainable development goals are. And I've laid that seat, as I said, uh, and now they're taking it up and now they're working on it. So I'm happy to see at least something is happening. Yeah, brilliant. I, and, you know, the the power of one voice to create change, you know, I think it's so important that everyone claims their voice right now and fights um, so that's really inspiring. I actually got some uh, goosebumps when you were talking about the the youth movement because we're also seeing that across Africa as well. You know that real young people coming together, but also women women in rural communities on the front line. That's another message that's coming really clearly through that they're just getting on with it. They don't even know. Uh, in many cases, a lot of the people on the front line don't even know what's going on on the global, you know, on the global stage. They're just seeing a change in their environment and they want to be part of it. So has anything happened so far? I know we're still pretty early into proceedings, but has anything happened at COP28 that's giving you any sort of sense of hope? Well, frankly speaking, you know, the reason I could have gone to Dubai, you know, uh, it's not that uh, I could not afford it or I, the reason I didn't go this time, uh, because I've been attending these conferences internationally, locally in Pakistan as well. And it's just, talk and the amount of money people spend and our slogan as you say it's for you campaign when I started working with this initiative with David and Richard and Inger is that we are saying that we want to put a halt to oil coal and gas and the carbon emissions uh, all across the globe imagine the amount of people flying into Dubai yeah. in these airplanes they're staying there they're using the public transports uh, I know Dubai is like, I've been to Dubai. I don't know whether you've been to Dubai as well. They mm -hmm. have like a facility, but like, what is the, and it's currently, and the other thing that I put me off is that I don't know, I have my own opinion, the war going in Palestine. It's just next door, the Middle East crisis. And you're having, I yeah. thought that maybe they'll postpone because there's a lot of serious thing happening there. People are sending money, donations for the refugees. I know climate change is a like a hot topic, and but I thought it would be postponed, but unfortunately it was not because there's a lot of investment that they, they built up the whole city in Dubai because they have the money. The oil yeah. guy is there. I don't want to name him. But so far that I've followed, there are kind of a lot of people have not been, have not participated in Dubai because of the Middle East crisis. A lot of my friends, they did go. And secondly, um, the talking Charles had a great opening I saw. Uh, I don't know whether you saw that as well. He's a great environmental. He's running the Charles Foundation as well. He's quite active in that. Uh, a lot of leaders are coming together talking about, I mean, they talk about climate change, but in the end, 
as I said, that what happened after Paris Climate Agreement, you know, we've seen that. Mm. I mean, the thing is that the decision makers are there. They go, they take pictures, they're, they're there. But what happens when they go back after the COP? That's my question. What is China yeah. doing? What is India doing? You know, uh, recently there was a conference, um, the G20 in India, uh, you know, Modi was leading it. There was a lot of opposition. I don't know whether you saw, I was watching this news uh, on BBC and they were showing that for the G20 summit in Delhi, they had to evacuate the, the the poor people, the gypsies, and they've made this wall around, you know, just for the G20 for security reasons. And so there's a lot negative and positive things when yeah. such conferences take place. But so far, I don't know, let's see, there are 12 days, there are a lot of discussions going on. I don't know. But my question would be, when you go back after COP28, what are you doing for your countries? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got a, a, a vociferous rooster there in the background, which is always lovely to hear. Um, okay, so it's for you. What does that mean to you? One of the things I've really enjoyed about these conversations is how it's different for everyone. So what does it mean to you? It's for you is like the reason I liked and why I got into is that that the slogan is it's for me, it's for you, it's for everyone. And we say COP28 is not only in Dubai, it's in your home, in your communities, in your countries. That's what really motivated me to join this campaign. Because as I said, a lot of good things are happening in your countries. You don't have to go to yeah. Dubai to talk about it. You don't have, you can just make up like the platform that we are providing globally. It's a virtual summit. It's free. We're not even charging them. And you can just come up, share your story, whether you talk about, we have these beautiful segments, 12 segments that we've made, Nature and Dignity, Ultimate Book of Trees, Peace, um, uh, we're singing, we're having comedy shows, we're making it fun, you know, and we're trying to give that platform so that they can come and share their story and people will get motivated. You know, you don't have to go to yeah. Dubai to spend so much money and just to give your presentation on a PowerPoint and saying that, oh, I'm from Pakistan or I'm from Somalia and we're doing this. I mean, that's what, for me, that's what it's for you is. It's for everyone. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. All right. So your community, to get them involved, what can they do? I've got the sign-up link here and I'll put all the contact and social media in the show notes. But what are you encouraging people around the, the world to do? How can they be part of this? Well, I would like to tell them to invite, join our campaign. Uh, as I said, it's free. You can just come up, sign up for It's For You campaign, share your story with your videos, with your pictures, even just the talk. If you're representing indigenous communities, you're working on tree plantation, working on plastic pollution, anything related to climate, let's make it fun. It is Conference of the Parties. It is COP28, you know. Let's hear your global stories and be part of the It's For You campaign that we are offering internationally to everyone, whether you're a youth network, whether you're a corporate, whether you're a private, whether you're an educationist, whether you're a social activist, it's for you, it's for me, it's for everyone. Yeah, nice. I love it. Well, look, you're working really hard. I watched the um, the launch <laughs> live stream and I thought it was really inspiring and it was so amazing to hear everyone's stories. You're bringing amazing people into into the communication that you're sharing and um just encourage everyone to follow you on social media on you're active on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can sign up into any of the areas that we're talking about. Like I love the dignity one. Oh, I'm also thinking of doing a, 
a, a, a video where I'm going to talk about my memories of trees. I love the idea of the book of trees because I think every one of us has got a tree memory, but I've, I've actually got tree memories that sort of go throughout my life. And I thought that's such a beautiful idea. So um, I know that you're going to be exhausted by the end of this, <laughs> but um, thank you. Thank you for your work. And also thank you for just being a positive message messenger out there in the world, because we need that. And and I, I love this campaign. So congratulations and thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was really nice talking to you and I love to be in touch with you. Uh, I, I'll, I'll ask you, I know I, I host uh, shows as well. It's that you are interviewing me. and But I would like, what do you think about climate change? Because it's everywhere. And what are your thoughts about it? And what do you feel about COP28? Yeah, um, look, it's... Um, we're going to do another show. Uh, and I also host another show called Climate Courage. I'd love to talk to you about travel and tourism because I think that's a, such an important topic within the climate conversation. But for yeah. me, you know, you know, I, I, I stay on top of what's going on and I'm very, very, very concerned, you know, what's happening in the Amazon at the moment. You know, I, I always knew everything was coming faster anyway, but I really wasn't expecting what we're seeing in the Amazon at least until 2040, 2050. So that's really, really freaking me out, what's going on in Antarctica. Um, ecosystem collapse. I'm collecting a document. I'm going to publish it as a blog soon and all of the extinctions and, um, you know, mass die-offs that are happening around the world. And I really believe that every extinction event, every extreme heat event, every ecosystem collapse brings us closer and closer to the edge. So we're really, really out of time, but we're not on the edge yet, you know, so... We've got to rewild our world. We've got to take care of this world. We've got to do everything we can, you know, to 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 pull back from the brink. Um, a lot of people think we're too late, but I actually think if we could get one billion people across the world together, and acting and doing what they can and rewilding their communities and and making sure the communities are safe. So adaptation is a big thing for me, especially with the heat that's coming for all of us next year. Um, it was hot this year, but next year I'm yeah, and I know in Pakistan. You, yeah. you, you've experienced much more severe heat in India and Bangladesh, obviously in Iran. They, oh. But then, we, you know, we had 59.7 wet bulb temperatures in Brazil before it was even summertime. I mean, so, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned and that's my message, a billion people getting together, acting, changing, rewilding, doing everything we can to pull us back from the brink. And that's to me, is our best chance. So that's where my focus is these days. <laughs> But always, uh, always keeping the hope in the mix. You know, I don't like the word hope. Um, yeah. Positivity, end, because yeah. In the end, I would just like to add because I missed out. Uh, I'm also working I'm very passionate, as I said, about tourism and sustainability, mm. ecotourism. I would like to add in the end that ecotourism resorts concept has come all across the globe. You're a traveler. I'm a traveler. A lot of mm. people are investing in these ecotourist lodges. I think that's a good start. Uh, and we have a long way to go, but we have to follow the proper guidelines. My dream, I don't know whoever was watching my interview, I don't have the investments, but I would like to be the first one to have a proper eco-tourist lodge in Pakistan in the northern areas. Uh, I have interacted with a lot of people, companies across the globe, but I wish that we start with this journey because tourism is also playing a havoc for environmental challenges, the plastic pollution. We, we go to these beaches, we go to these yeah. beautiful places, 
uh, in, I don't know, I mean, India, Pakistan, and all these places, we're polluting it. Domestic tourism is like a mess when you come. And I literally have tears in my eyes because I'm a nature lover. And when I just go and sit around that lake and see so much plastic pollution, I stopped visiting yeah. those places because it's so sad to see them. And our humans are destroying our beautiful surroundings. So that's an interesting topic. I would like to have a discussion with you separately on sustainable tourism, ecotourism, and green tourism. Yeah, I look forward to that. All right, we are going to we are in touch, and we will stay in touch. All right, thank so, you so thank, much. thanks for joining me. It's been really great to meet you, and uh, yeah, take care of your energy levels in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye.